Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to Hours of Movies. My name is Brian, and I hope you're having a good one. Today, I'll be talking about uh, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, the 2002 live-action film, a guilty pleasure, a nostalgic film, a cult classic. What is it, really? Uh, as a kid, I obviously enjoyed and loved that film. I am a big fan of Scooby-Doo, a huge fan of Scooby-Doo, actually. I was even part of a fan club at some point. Uh, I dig it. You know, I love the whole concept of the gang and a dog just solving mysteries, the cartoon. I would just watch it whenever. I still do, thanks to HBO Max. I could just watch this episode of Scooby-Doo and just enjoy it, man. Like, I've enjoyed almost every type of TV show spinoff they, they've come out with, you know? Scooby-Doo is my jam. Love it. It is directed by Raja Gosnell, and the screenplay is by James Gunn. Yep, that James Gunn. And the story is by Craig Titley and James Gunn as well. Uh, it follows the gang after breaking up, you know, Mystery Incorporated. They are individually invited to Spooky Island, uh, you know, to sort of investigate the mystery that's going on there. Uh, it stars Freddie Prince Jr. as Fred Jones, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Daphne Blake, who were dating at the time and later ended up marrying like a couple months after filming, you know, wrapped up. So a real life couple. We also have Matthew Lillard as Shaggy Rogers and Linda Cardellini as Velma Dinkley, as well as Neil Fanning providing the voice for Scooby-Doo. Scott Ines also provides the voice for Scrappy-Doo. We also have Rowan, Ats Rowan Atkinson as Emil Mandavarius, Isla Fisher as Mary Jane, and Miguel A. Nunez Jr. as Voodoo Maestro. Um, this is a bad movie, yeah? Like, I love Scooby-Doo. I, I just finished re-watching it so I could get a good, you know, little refresher of the film and yeah it's pretty bad you know it's it's a pretty bad movie uh i enjoyed it but you know like i said earlier is it because it's very nostalgic to me is it because is it is it a guilty pleasure or you know is it or is it gonna be or is it a cult classic but i think it's just probably very nostalgic to me i'm a like i said i'm a big fan of scooby-doo but i could see why no, not I can see why. I understand why it's a bad movie as well. But that doesn't mean, you know, I got to hate it either. I could sort of fi I find some scenes a little like eye rolling. But overall, I enjoyed it. It was a good hour and a half to like put on and smoke a J while watching it. You know, I'm pretty sure Shaggy would have been like, hell yeah, man. Like right on. The movie was originally supposed to be. PG-13 or rated R. Sarah Michelle Gellar said it was supposed to be PG-13, while James Gunn had said recently in the past couple years that it was supposed to be R-rated. And there's a couple references to smoking marijuana, you know, when the you know Shaggy and Scooby are eating inside the van, the smoke is coming out, and Shaggy instantly says nothing like a bait, getting baked um, something or some shit like that. You know, it's supposed to be a reference to weed, obviously, Mary Jane's name. Uh, and there's also there was also supposed to be like a sort of a sexual tension between Velma and Daphne as well. So there was it was going to be adult themed 
for the older audience, but due to Josie and the Pussycats, I don't know if y'all know that cartoon slash movie. It was like it was around the same time as Scooby Doo. You could catch it on Boomerang if that's still a thing, but you know it's on that lineup. But they had a live action film come out the year before in two thousand one, and while it is a bad movie, it's also now a cult classic because they just said, you know, let's take this you know, IP that is for children and make it adult. And they wanted to do the same thing with Scooby-Doo, but due to Josie and the Pussycats failing, they bailed down on that. And I believe halfway into filming or when the ball started rolling, they had to tell everyone we're changing the script and it's going to be kid-friendly now. So that's, there was a lot of changes to it. You know, there was a lot of swaps as well. Um, the ghost we see in the beginning, the Luna ghost, he was uh, Old Man Jenkins. He was supposed to be the main villain at the end. It wasn't supposed to be Scrappy-Doo behind it all. It was supposed to be him either from out of prison or they were going to like tie it in. But he was supposed to you know, be the main bad guy all along. But instead, James Gunn changed it to uh, Scrappy-Doo. And he has said that he sort of regrets that decision. Because if you don't know, Scrappy-Doo's really hated on. Um, He is not liked among the Scooby-Doo community for some reason. Obviously, he is an annoying character, and he really adds nothing to the gang's dynamic other than just being a fucking loudmouth. And it's pretty annoying. You know, he is pretty annoying, but he is the villain. James Gunn said, damn, I dropped the ball there. But we got to live with it. We, it is what it is. Tim Curry was originally supposed to play Emil Mondavarius, but he said, nah, Scrappy Doo's in it. I'm out. I'm sorry, but I hate that guy. I don't want to do this. And I love Scooby-Doo. So he said, bye. I would, I don't know. I wouldn't deny a role in a Scooby-Doo movie, no matter how bad it is. I know it's almost on par with, uh, I guess, a Power Ranger movie or let's see, a Pokemon, like what a Pokemon movie. You know, why would you say no to something you enjoyed as a child? Ah, fuck it. You know, at least you can say you weren't in that. Uh, but that's just me, Tim Curry. It was like, no, no, no. That's that's a big no for me. So that's how bad Scrappy Doo is disliked amongst the Scooby Doo community. And hey, I'm, I mean, I get it. But the film isn't all terrible. Um, They use a lot of good props, obviously. The costumes, they're faithful to the cartoons, even though uh, Freddie Prince Jr. had to shave his head after filming because the bleach fucked up his hair. And he hated wearing an ascot for some reason. I guess he just wasn't feeling that whole... Some, someone choking his neck, I guess he ain't into it like that. But, hey, he hated wearing it. He hated the blonde hair. Can't blame him. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar hated wearing the uh, the purple go-go boots. Just They were just very uncomfortable. And, I mean, yeah, if you have to film a whole movie wearing go-go boots, it could get pretty, you know, shitty on the feet. So I don't blame him. But the costumes are good. And it... It's very outdated, but the extras in the movie, you know, everyone else that's on Spooky Island, they 
look pretty cool, but also they sort of look like a cartoon world. Everyone's dressed pretty differently. They have different hairstyles, different hair colors. Some people have tattoos. Some people don't. You know, it's just some. It does. It feels like a resort where young adults in the early two thousands were hanging out. Something Coolsville, like where the gang is from. So you gotta appreciate that, and you also gotta appreciate the sets designs that they use. You know, the set designs they use for the hotel inside the hotel at the bar and when they're playing piano, or even when they go under the wherever that underground thing is at and you know the ending of the film mainly takes place or you know the arcade bar festival where scooby-doo gets that phone call to you know head to the forest and shaggy wins that shrunken head for mary jane so there's a lot of cool stuff like that the spooky palooza scene so it, 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 they at least put effort into what the eyes are seeing. Obviously, the script and what you're hearing ain't that great. Other than soundtrack, the soundtrack slaps. I mean, in the soundtrack, you have Outcast, you have Simple Plan, you got the Baja Man, you got Busta Rhyme, Lil Romeo and Master P, Killer Mike, and obviously Shaggy because Shaggy. So the soundtrack slaps, and you know, the props, the visuals, the costumes, it's all right. It's decent. It's cool. You dig what you're seeing. You're like, all right, at least y'all put effort into that. The giant triangle mechanism when they found that triangle mechanism thing, you know, uh, that's cool. You know, that little prop. So at least they had cool stuff like that. Sadly, the CGI sort of whack scooby's looking a little weird at time you know scooby is not looking like scooby he just looks like this cgi looking thing and obviously it's all right it's 2002 they probably didn't they were just like we can't spend too much on this dog he doesn't even look like like there's fur on him but hey what can you do man it is what it is like i said it's already out there you can't complain about things we can't change it's it's 18 years old now it's it's all right we can't complain too much, but it is pretty black. That skateboard scene was pretty cringy, I guess, uh, when he did that whole flip thing, and it just looked bad, but hey, it is what it is, though. But those demon monsters, uh, they sort of got annoying by how CGI they were. Originally, the Luna Ghost was supposed to be the main villain, just like, you know, I guess Uncle Jink, uh, whatever, Old Man Jenkins was. There we go. Uh, so that would have been cool because I honestly think the Luna Ghost costume is pretty creepy. It sets like an eerie tone to it. They probably could have made it almost horror family, but they didn't. And we got these CGI demons instead with CGI Scrappy-Doo. And it's all right. It's nothing too bad. It is Scooby-Doo at the end of the day, the show where it's about these teenagers that talk like this all the like time jinkies and spread out gang set up a trap and you know it's always people in a mask teenagers are always busting down these random pokes in the town so we shouldn't even take it too seriously as well scooby-doo for pete's sake it shouldn't i shouldn't you know or anyone shouldn't be criticizing it too hard but it's still pretty pretty bad but like i said there's there's the 
there's the spotlights here and there, from the props to the wardrobe to the hairstyle to the soundtrack, and to my man Matthew Lillard. If you remember, or if you heard my Scream episode, I think I talked about how much I like Matthew Lillard. I really enjoy that dude. He's in a lot. He's in good movies, you know. He's in a good amount, and he has you know variety and range. I am a fan of him. SLC Punk is one of the best movies I've seen, and he acts his ass off in that. Thirteen Ghosts is fun with you know his screen time that he's in there. The the set, Scooby Doo, voicing Scooby Doo later on. He he did so well here that he landed the job of voicing Scooby Doo in the cartoon series. He's been in all of them, and I think he's been in all the movies except for the Scooby Doo movie that came out this year, the twenty twenty Scoob. He was replaced with, um, damn, what's his name? Ah, I don't remember, but he's that guy that plays MacGruber in SNL in the movie. Damn, I don't remember his name, but I like him too. But he wasn't that great as Scooby, and he didn't have the sound like him. And I feel like over the years, Matthew Lillard finally developed the voice of what Shaggy would sound now in the 2000s. Obviously, during this filming the filming of the movie, he wasn't too, you know, confident with his voice. He would scream for long hours, apparently, uh, until he felt like his voice was raspy and low enough to talk like Shaggy. But at some point, he gave that up, and he just went along as he tried. He felt like he could just do it. And yeah, he's a great Shaggy. He's very chill. He's a great character. Like I said, Matthew Lillard, when he plays a role, it's like he puts all that positive energy that he has into it. And he embraces whatever character it is. So he makes Shaggy awesome. And he's talking to no one. You know, a lot of times with when he's interacting with Scooby-Doo, no one is there in, in front of him. It's just him talking by himself. Or, you know, just him talking to some sort of uh, actor who's there with a green, green suit. It, with an actor that's in a green suit. Uh, so... A lot of props for Matthew Lillard to carry some of those scenes on his own and just being a great shaggy and being natural about it. But I think everyone did a fine job with it. Obviously, I feel Freddie Prince Jr. was the weakest one, but in my opinion, it's just hard to make Fred relatable, likable. Well, not even likable. He's likable, I guess, but relatable in any way. He's a... Very straight man, you know, he's just, he's the guy with the whole, you know, let's split up gang. He has the most catchphrases, but yet no one likes to say them. No one wants to be Fred Jones, unless you want to be the guy to drive all the time, which is cool. But he does a decent job. He looks the part. He's pretty funny every now and then, you know, when Freddie Prince Jr. is possessed by that demon shit. And he go and he's talking to like whoever or Shaggy's like he's like what up biatch and then he tells like Scooby what up dog dog like it's funny it's it's like absurd funny it's stoner comedy funny probably like what it was intended to be originally so you know he does a decent job Sarah Michelle Gellar she's cool uh, she was supposed to have a flashback where she learns kung fu as well as. Fred Jones was supposed to have a flashback where he had a book tour, and then Velma was supposed to have a flashback where uh, she joined a support group and, you know, became very successful at NASA or whatever she says in the film. But they cut it feeling like it would just drag on the scene, which I cannot 
say if I agree or disagree. The whole scene feels dragged on with Scooby dressed as a woman already, but hey, I ain't no movie executive or any of that. The, their decision was that, but whatever. Uh, and, but yeah, so, you know, she plays Daphne pretty well. You know, she makes her not the damsel in distress, actually pretty tough, takes on that luchador. And Velma, Linda Cardellini, she does a great job. Obviously, she makes her still a nerdy type, but you know she 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 does a good job. She does a good job, Velma. No complaints on that. But the whole gang's cool, and then the supporting characters: uh, Mary Jane Isla Fisher and then Emil Manavarius, Rowan Atkinson. They do a great job of just being there and being the side characters that are always in the Scooby-Doo cartoons or the Scooby-Doo movies, you know, the straight to DVD ones, there's always those characters with the weird names, Emil Montevarius and Mary Jane, and they're just there to sort of give the gang something to do for once. Or not once, but something to do while they're solving, you know, shit. But hey, they're cool too. I also really like that haunted castle scene. I always felt like that could have been a cool ride or maze for like you know those halloween stuff you make a whole castle dedicated to the whole scooby-doo tv show and gang and uh i like that they reference the first episode of the original scooby-doo show when shaggy said we don't want to go inside the castle because someone's always looking at you through a peephole and there's like a knight following you or whenever uh you're not looking some guy is like looking right at you and all that so it's a cool reference to the cartoon I don't know if you guys could hear my cat. He just jumped on me. I don't know if you guys can hear him purr or something. Can you purr, Papa? Can you say meow? Huh? All right, whatever. He's not a big fan of Scooby-Doo. He thinks I'm too obsessed with a, with a dog. That's a cartoon. But hey, my dog is also named Scooby. So is really obsessed when I already had no one dog that's named Scooby and it's my dog. He's staring at me like he's not amused. Anyways, so Scooby-Doo, you know, um, it's a movie I saw in theaters as a kid. And I was like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I've seen it at least 10 times. Like I said, is it is it because it's very nostalgic to me? I don't know. But I'm glad I could, I could enjoy it for what it is. You know, sometimes you don't need to go out there and find the most perfect film but as as long as it does it right in some degree like y'all may not know it but shaggy and scooby's real name is uh norvell and scoobert that's their real official name and this movie references that they call i think um velma calls shaggy norvell at some point and then shaggy calls scooby scoobert so it's cool that they use their real names. And also, uh, Shaggy's a vegetarian in this film because the original voice actor, Casey Kasem, he uh, became a vegetarian around the 80s and 90s. And he sort of demanded that if he was going to voice Shaggy, he would he should be vegetarian because I believe they did a commercial with the Scooby gang promoting the Whopper or some bullshit. And he got mad. So he quit. 
And when he came back, he was just like, I just want, whenever I'm voicing him, at least he needs to be vegetarian. So sometimes every now and then, if you watch a Scooby-Doo movie or a TV show, if he's vegetarian, it's because, you know, they're honoring Casey's wishes themselves. And this movie does that. They sort of honor the wish that let's make our boy Shaggy vegetarian. I think he says eggplant sandwich and the Scooby snacks. They're vegetarian. Mary Jane mentions that. So I'm glad they pay homage to that. You know, they, they respect Casey's wishes. I also enjoy the whole uh, brainwashing video when Velma and Fred find that whole weird setup of how to act human around humans kind of thing. And it's just funny. Like, I wish we could get an R-rated Scooby-Doo. We could get the original way James Gunn wrote it and the original way they wanted to do it. Hopefully we could do that in the future. Uh, I feel like an R-rated IP of things we grew up watching can always be successful. Obviously, you got to like sort of promote it that it is going to be adult and not to take children because I'm pretty sure if it came out as an R-rated film, my mom and grandma would have taken me regardless, not knowing. They probably would have told them, you know, like, hey, this isn't your average Joe Scooby-Doo. But I'm pretty sure my grandma would have been, like, at least horrified seeing Velma and Daphne kiss because they were supposed to kiss in the R-rated one. They even filmed the scene, actually. Uh, it was supposed to be the original the way they swap souls when uh, when Shaggy finds them in that soul bowl, which is pretty cool when you think about it. Like, Shaggy finds this whole goddamn soul bowl filled with all these spirits and he has to like find his friends in them also when you think about it why didn't he just push it right there and then send everyone like you know everyone be good i don't know maybe it was like in the heat of the moment he's panicking and obviously he can't think straight he's he's shaggy he's not a coward like people think he is you know he's just very panicky he's always on the edge you know why he obviously enjoys hanging out with his friends and going to these spooky things but once he's in the heat of the moment you know he probably can't think straight but yeah he could have just tossed it all over and boom would have been cool but hey nah. he just like looked for sense so when the souls went swapping and they did that whole swapping scene where you still would go to the next body or not i guess velma and daphne kiss for the souls to go back together and then james gunn has said that this movie has a lot of cgi uh to cover up cleavage that is was shown throughout the movie so yeah they really did just change the movie up in the middle of filming and you can sort of tell with some of the edits and just cuts uh it just feels so awkward and like there's dead air for at least a bit and you just can't tell if like they just didn't know how to go to the next scene or they forgot to film something to proceed and they're just like fuck it here they are at this spot so it's a it's a, it's a, it's not that good, but I love it. It is, it, 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 it's just nostalgia, the nostalgia glasses, you know, but I enjoy it. And I think it's a good, fun movie to watch every now and then. Oh, you can even make it like a drinking game, you know, like I'm pretty sure there's a drinking game to this film and it makes it even fun. Or you could just do what I did and smoke a J and sort of just laugh at the silly foolishness and also cry at what we were probably robbed of originally. But we got Scooby-Doo. It's better than that Scoob movie that came out this year. Uh, I'll probably talk about that movie at some point as well. And well, that wasn't as this is better than that. 
by a long shot. You know, I'm not even gonna, not even gonna lie. You know, this movie is way better than the Scooby Doo movie that came out this year. So, well, it's fun. It's a fun film. The sequel, I haven't seen it in a while, so when I see that as well, I'll probably do an episode, and hopefully it's better. Maybe it's like The Godfather too. Like this is The Godfather and. Scooby Two Two Monsters Unleashed is Godfather Two of these, you know, these two films. But that's just you know, wishful thinking. But yeah, it's a good movie. No, it's not, but it's a fun movie. Yeah, cult classic. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think it's a cult classic? Do you guys think it's just me being nostalgic and it's just a guilty pleasure? But I wouldn't put it as a guilty pleasure. You know, guilty pleasure are usually movies that are pretty damn bad we just can't stop watching it because you're just like it's just so good or not even pretty damn bad but just so absurd that how can you watch it over and over again i can't think of a guilty pleasure okay i guess the cat in the hat it's pretty bad but i i never thought it was as bad as everyone made it out to see or like every critic made it out to seem it's uh pretty decently funny you know with some adult humor and some kids joke and I guess that's better than what this Scooby-Doo movie tried to go for. But you can't really blame them. They changed the whole shit up in the the middle of filming. So we get what we get. But yeah, that's Scooby-Doo. I felt like I just wanted to do this episode because the last several, well, the last four episodes were pretty... I guess adult film, so I want to do something that was children, but yet it was also pretty. Nah, it wasn't adult. But I also say I realized I was doing a lot of horror, and then I realized this sort of has some horror elements. So, yeah, if you guys ever want to, you know, hear what kind of movie, if you want to hear my rambles on a certain film, you know, let me know what it, what you want to hear. Tweet me at Hours of Movies. You know, I'm on Twitter. Tweet me at there. Let me know what you want to hear, or let me know what you think of Scooby Doo. Is it? The nostalgia for me. But tell me if you like it, you dislike it, you hate it, or you love it as well. I mean, if you're a Scooby-Doo fan, let me know as well. Hell yeah, man. But my name's Brian. This was Scooby-Doo. This is Hours of Movies. Uh, follow me you know, on Twitter. Follow this podcast on Spotify or Google Play or wherever you guys are listening to it, you know? And tell your peeps about it. Spread the word and... Yeah, I hope you have a good one. I hope you have a good night, a good day, a good evening, or a good whatever it is. Just, you know, you know, just just have a good one. So take care, y'all.